This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Coping with the death of a loved one is difficult as it is, but for dozens of Bay Area families, even more pain after not knowing what exactly happened with their family members' remains. Now, the Alameda County Coroner's Bureau confirmed late today six bodies and 154 cremated remains were recovered from a warehouse in Hayward. They've been linked to Ocean View Cremations in Hayward, a funeral home that's been operating without a license since 2018. It is a story we first investigated after a tip from a viewer. And to Today, the coroner's office confirmed the daunting reality. We went out to Ocean View Cremations in Hayward earlier this week when we first learned of the allegations. It was a closed up office building on Mission Boulevard. Drapes shut, no sign outside. The owner, Robert Smith Sr., nowhere on the premises. In a 26 page complaint, Ocean View Cremation was prohibited from operating without a license. But the complaint went further than that. The business continued its operations and kept remains in an unauthorized Hayward warehouse. So the complaint talks about how the business moved from one office to another, just right next door. But that's not the main issue. What it comes down to for family members is where are their death certificates? They don't have their questions answered, and they'd like to know where their loved ones are. Family members were led to believe the owner, Robert Smith Sr., cremated or scattered their loved ones' remains at sea as requested. In this area, this this is a first for you know for us. This is it, it's disturbing and hopefully we won't see anything like this again. Lieutenant Ty Modest is with the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. How many people have been affected? How many loved ones? I mean, well, when you think about it, we had six decedents and then 154 cremains. That's a lot of people. We are talking about over 15 counties with the larger portion of them, 64 being in Alameda County. So that's a widespread, you know, that's a widespread issue. There are a number of families that have been impacted and many of them don't even know yet. So, you know, this is a process that the coroner's bureau and Grissom's mortuary are, you know, diligently working on to reunite these families with their loved ones. And at this point, is it up to the Hayward Police Department then to look into criminal charges? Yes, if I mean, if, if it's even relevant. So as she mentioned, another mortuary Grissoms has taken the remains. They are helping reconnect families. If you or someone you know entrusted Ocean View cremations with final arrangement for a loved one between 2013 and 2022, and you're uncertain of their disposition or the whereabouts of their cremated remains, contact the Alameda County Coroner's Bureau. All right, now let's get to the weather. It is another first alert weather day. Certainly a break from the rain right now after yet another storm that caused quite a bit of damage around the Bay Area. And there is more to come. My sources right here, Paul Hagan <laughs> telling me, yeah. get ready for more. So the weekend's not going to be a washout. That's mm -hmm. good news because we need a break from the widespread heavy rain. We get that. But it's just going to be unsettled as we go into the weekend. Unsettled. At this point, you don't want any additional rain on top of saturated ground, especially in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Almost six inches of rain in Ben Lomond. Santa Rosa had a lot of rain, especially yesterday afternoon, early evening. Four inches of rain total there on the button. Three and a quarter for Berkeley, but then just across the bay in San Francisco, 1.1 inches of rain, a third the amount. Concord got about an inch and a half and just over one inch of rain in San Jose. Not much left on first alert Doppler. There's the possibility of a couple of showers as we head through tonight. A little bit of moisture showing up well offshore. 
a few passing showers are going to be possible as we head through the overnight. There are still some flood warnings in effect. These are for a lot of the streams of Sonoma County. There have been some high water concerns there. So if you're traveling around, whether it's tonight or over the weekend, just watch out, watch out for any water covered roadways because you don't know if there's water over the road. If that road underneath has actually been washed out. If it's still there, that's why it's so dangerous to try to cover uh, cross those water covered roads. We're still under a flood watch all the way through 10 a.m. on Sunday, but the rain that we get additionally this weekend isn't going to be heavy enough to cause any additional problems. It's just the existing problems that are a concern with some off and on showers in the forecast tomorrow. Best chance is going to be in the afternoon into early evening, but even then it's a 50 50 chance on an hour by hour basis. Just be very flexible with any outdoor plants. We'll take a look at future cast and we'll look ahead to that next wave of more substantial rain coming up in just a few minutes. All right, Paul, thank you. And a road washed away in Santa Cruz County. And for one community, there is no way in or no way out. Crews are now on the scene trying to make emergency repairs on Main Street in Soquel, but still no telling when they'll be able to rebuild the road. Our Jose Martinez has been out there all day long. He talked to one resident who is now stuck in her own home. Yeah, I'm actually standing here on Main Street affected by this emergency that has left many residents on the other side of the creek. Now, I'm going to let Bob show you exactly what's happening right now at this point. Many neighbors already left. They spent the whole day here looking at this emergency that you can see all the way to the end of the street. This is the only way to get to at least 100 residents. And we spent some time with them talking about this emergency and how they're actually planning to deal with it. Some residents of SoCal were left reeling after Raging Creek wiped out a road and trapped more than 100 people in their homes. I did hear a really, really loud noise in the middle of the night. Didn't think anything of it. It was pouring rain. The incident was unexpected and left many residents like Mina Fjordhaken in shock. This morning when I woke up around 6.30, um, saw tons of cars lined up, which is unusual, and then saw out the window right there, uh, people in yellow suits. So I figured it's not good news. And I came out here and we had no road. Mina tells me that she had lived in this home with her family for almost four years and had never experienced anything like this. It got really bad, you know, New Year's Eve here with the uh, water level, but I never saw anything like this. But she was not alone. Many other families found themselves in a similar situation, unable to leave their homes due to the raging floodwaters. Uh, 3 a.m. last night, we got a code red call, and this morning I was, I was heading out, came to this location. I was told by a neighbor, hey, the road's closed, and then I came down here, washed out. Local authorities were quick to respond. You can see how quickly they were trying to secure the area before the rain gets here again. For now, residents like Mina are going to stay home until those sunny days get back on the forecast. And we do have new details on a deadly roof collapse at a Pete's Coffee warehouse in Oakland. Firefighters now say they believe a broken pipe was to blame and one employee died. A second was injured when debris from the roof actually rained down into the building's entryway. On our arrival, we, had, we were getting reports that there had been two people inside. One of them was possibly not breathing uh, and had been removed from the building. On our, as soon as we got to the patient, it was determined that um, he was deceased due to the injuries from the roof collapse.
The victim's name has not been released, but the company gave us a statement saying he had been, quote, a beloved part of the Pete's family for 17 years. And in San Francisco, a handful of residents had a rude awakening when an 80-foot eucalyptus tree in the panhandle came crashing down on a number of cars parked on Oak Street. You can see a traffic pole was also brought down. This happened early in the morning. Some residents stepped outside to discover city crews working on moving the huge tree off of their cars. We woke up to the sound of the chainsaws, so it was pretty shocking. It's currently being towed to a shop to get looked at, but I don't really think there's much coming back for it. It was pretty wrecked, so kind of unfortunate. Thankfully, no one got hurt. That's the most important part. SF Parks and Rec left notes on the car so the owners can file claims right to the city. And even though we are getting somewhat of a break, it still may be a rough go for commuters this evening. In Gilroy, the CHP is making some progress reopening Highway 101 after the road was flooded earlier today. One southbound lane is now open from 10th Street to State Route 25. And in the East Bay, this is Niles Canyon Road. It remains closed in both directions between Fremont and Sonol. Flooding and mudslides have shut down that same road a number of times throughout this extreme winter. Caltrans had hoped to reopen it before the evening commute, but as of this hour, they haven't been able to. Flooding also prompting road closures in Sonoma County. You can see there's some deep standing water on certain parts of Trenton Hillsburg Road. Officials have closed that road to traffic. And if we take you to Monterey County, evacuation orders have been issued along the rising Carmel River. PG&E saying about 3,600 people in the area, they lost power. They say a large portion of the peninsula could still be without power until Saturday. Also, high water levels of the Kern River impacting local communities. An evacuation order was issued for the city of River Kern and low-lying areas of Kernville. A scary scene here where the flood water completely wiped out this local park. Officials say residents in the area should leave immediately. A shelter location is open at the Lake Isabella Senior Center. All right, today, President Biden answered California's call for an emergency declaration. It will unlock federal assistance for response and recovery efforts in 34 counties. Here in the Bay Area, that includes Napa, San Francisco, San Mateo, Santa Clara, and Sonoma counties. Well, this happening today in the rain, a line of people waiting to withdraw their money after the federal takeover of Silicon Valley Bank. It is the largest failure of a financial institution since the economic collapse of 2008. So Ann Makovic joining us now with more about what this means for those who have their money invested there. Yeah, obviously concerning mm -hmm. to hear that news if you do. And as of this morning, Silicon Valley Bank or SVB is now under the control of the FDIC. That means the bank's assets will likely be liquidated in order to pay back its customers. But many do stand to lose big. The bank is closed to the public today, but here you can see FDIC reps outside talking with customers who are trying to withdraw money. How concerned are you? I'm pretty concerned. The earliest they could see that money is Monday, but the feds only insure up to $250,000. We had more than 215 in this um, in SVB. Silicon Valley Bank is a lender to some of the biggest names in the tech world. Now many are concerned this collapse could lead to a ripple effect. The impact of the failure of Silicon Valley Bank is going to be widespread through the technology sector, both here in the Bay Area, across the United States and internationally. Silicon Valley Bank was an ally for all of us in the technology sector. Thousands of companies still have millions of dollars locked up in the bank. 
But U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen met with banking regulators on Friday and expressed full confidence in their abilities to respond to the situation. There um, are recent developments that concern a few banks that I'm monitoring very carefully. White House economic advisors say safeguards are in place to prevent any additional damage. With the reforms of the global financial uh, crisis of 2007-2008, uh, we've put in place stress tests and other tools that our regulators have uh, to provide more resilience to our banking system. Some tech startups started pulling money from the bank earlier this week when SVB announced a fire sale on its bond portfolio to plug a multi-billion dollar hole in its balance. Balance sheet. The question now, will that gap erode confidence across the industry? You've got to put your money somewhere. Under the mattress or in Bitcoin is not what you want to do as a prudent investor or operator of a company. At least hmm. two Bay Area Congress members are already mm -hmm. promising action on this. Eric Swalwell hinting at a bailout. He says that he is working to protect investments above 250 grand. Mm -hmm. And Ro Khanna says he wants to make sure the bank's customers and their employees are protected and that they get paid. Yeah, it rattled a lot of nerves. And hopefully over the weekend there'll be some fine tuning and maybe something will acquire the bank or we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens Work Monday. In progress. Uh, yeah, all right. Thank you, Ann. And also, SVB doesn't only cater to tech companies. Get this, it's also the main bank for California wineries, according to the Chronicle, meaning there are thousands of wineries who don't know when they'll have access to their money. Many of them exceed the $250,000 deposit insured by the FDIC, which means it's a waiting game to get their money and if they can last long enough to see it out. Former Theranos executive Ramesh Sunny Balwani lost his bid to remain out of jail while he appeals his recent fraud convictions. Federal judge rejected Balwani's bid, saying there was no merit to delay his prison sentence. He is facing nearly 13 years behind bars on 12 counts of fraud and conspiracy. He is scheduled to report to prison on the 16th unless he wins a reprieve from a federal appeals court, which his lawyers say they are already in the process of trying to get. The man convicted of killing California college freshman Kristen Smart will spend 25 years to life in prison without parole. That sentence handed down to Paul Flores. A jury found him guilty in October of murdering his former classmate, despite her remains never being found. Smart was 19 when she disappeared from Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo back in 1996. All right, here is a look at the conditions along Interstate 80 near Donner Lake. Not too bad, but you'll definitely want to be careful if you're making the drive to Tahoe this weekend. We're talking heavy rain mixed with tons of snow in the lower Sierra area, increasing the risk of roof collapse, putting residents in a rush to clear rooftops of so-called Sierra cement. And that forms when the snow soaks up the rain, making it even heavier. Some locals say with so much snow piled high over the last few weeks, they've had to get creative to prevent disaster. Well, three of the guys got up on top of the roof today and uh, cut kind of a hole through the center, so just dug a channel through it, and then they went ahead and uh, pushed back 12 feet on either side of the roof. That's a heavy job. In this Pollock Pine Safeway, at least a dozen people grabbed shovels to clear off snow that was quickly turning to ice. The co-founder of an animal rescue farm outside of Vacaville hopes a special sheep she entered into a Cadbury bunny contest wins big. So meet Timmy. He was rescued as an orphan from a Utah farm Hi, where an infection left him unable Hi. to walk. But with the help of leg braces, Timmy slowly started walking, running, even hopping. As seen in this photo sent into the contest and now he's a finalist for a $10,000 prize. We will keep you posted on Timmy. 
Thanks so much for watching as the news continues streaming on CBS News Bay Area. We'll see you back here at 11. Have a wonderful and safe weekend.